0: Hello, how are you today? Welcome and thank you for listening to this, my fourth podcast episode in a series which is at this point very infrequent, although my intention is entirely to make it more frequent once I have just got my flow back, my mojo, working on a few things in the personal life and all of that. But um, yeah, feeling very excited to be podcasting. I'm actually podcasting right now through a Tully Microphone, which is a handmade microphone, built here in Cape Town by one of Cape Town's sort of great and long-standing musical dudes. Um, and he's gone into this business for the last while. Uh, he and his son are working together and I just got to visit him. So I'm really excited about it because my dad basically bought one of his mics years ago. And when I was telling my dad, oh, I'm building this home studio and I want to be recording music and all podcasts and things, he's like, oh, well, I've got this mic. I'm not really using it at the moment. You can borrow it if you like. And so he sent it to me and I actually took it into Tully and he was kind enough to, to upgrade it to the more modern version, which where they kind of worked out some of the kinks, which is super cool. And yeah, so I'm speaking into that right now and I feel very honored to be doing so. <laughs> Um, but yes, so this podcast is called The Danger of Words and the Power of Communication. And I'm very, very excited to be sharing this, these ideas with you. And I'm very excited to hear your thoughts on the things that I have to say. Nothing I say is set in stone. Uh, it's all just stuff that I've thought and feel and read. And so I'm completely open to being re-educated and informed and shifted on, on anything that I speak about. Um, Yeah, but come at me, come at me with good vibes, good stuff and good information. Um, Before I get started with that, I just wanted to give a big shout out to my patrons on Patreon. Thank you for this, for supporting what I do, my art, my music, my poetry, my podcast. uh, Everything that you give to me allows me to continue bringing this into the world. So thank you and thank you for the suggestions of topics. This particular topic was inspired by Josh, who is... One of my newest patrons, I met him at the Grahamstown National Arts Festival, which I played at a couple months ago. And yeah, and he was just saying he'd like to hear me speaking about more stuff. And I was like, well, what's the stuff you'd like me to speak about? And this is it. This is one of the things he was saying he was interested in was so... Which is funny because uh, he asked me, like, how did you learn to effectively communicate? And my gosh, I feel like I am so ineffective at communication sometimes. But it's certainly something I think about and it's certainly something I'm working on. And so perhaps I can offer some insights. I'm also going to play some songs by some wonderful people I am honored to call friends i i'm hoping to play lots of different music as the podcast goes on but for now i'm not sure of the licensing legalities of just playing people's music so i've asked some friends and they've said that i could use some of their songs so that's really cool
1: yay (laughs) um
0: and yeah if you're listening to this please do do the subscribe thing and comment and ask me questions and and like Just let me know how you feel. This is very new to me. I'm not really sure exactly what I'm doing, but I'm excited to be doing it, whatever it is. Um, Yeah, so so on the danger of words, uh, let's start with that. Now, this is kind of an interesting topic for me because I feel there's obviously uh, with danger there comes power and power is, is not necessarily a bad thing, but it just is something we need to be aware of and perhaps to take responsibility for. Um, And when it comes to words, it's that we're using, if we aren't using our words in a careful way, then they can come to mean a whole bunch of other things that we aren't necessarily aware of and which weren't necessarily our intention to say. So I'll give you an example, a simple one, which is that when you say you want to talk to someone versus saying you want to speak with someone or talk with someone, it's you're basically changing one word. You're changing the word to to with. Um, And what it does is instead of it being a one-way street, for example, if I say, if I call you up and I'm like, Hey, I want to talk to you, what I'm saying, or at least what I hear with that is I want to, there's like a one-way street and I'm going to be sending stuff down it at you. And I haven't really invited you to send anything back. (laughs) Um, And that's fine. I mean, if that's what you want to do, you want to have a monologue with someone else listening, then cool. But if you actually want to get clear about some stuff that's important to you, um, then it 's much better to have a two way flow of energy where that which goes out also comes back uh, and so when you say "I want to speak with you you 're inviting the other person to something that is shared and I know it seems small, but it really has an impact on some levels, and I feel like that's that 's the kind of realm that i 'm talking about right now and the things which I feel are important to bring up This journey started for me well I guess i 've always been interested in communication, but the first time I was really conscious of language as a powerful way to shape perception and, and reality was when I realized that the way I spoke about the weather, you know, the weather, rain, sun, snow, all those things, had, I gave positive connotations to certain types of weather and I gave negative connotations to other types of weather. So, for example, if it was a sunny day, what a beautiful day, what a lovely day. And if it was a cold, rainy day, oh, what a terrible day. It's all rainy and it sucks, for all these things. And I realized that, like, the rain and the sun neither are positive or negative and both are entirely necessary. I mean, we're going through a serious drought in South Africa right now and we need rain. We need a lot of rain. So when the rain comes, all we should be doing is praising the skies. Thank you for this beautiful weather. It is beautiful. And so, yeah, that's kind of like a big part of what I'm... Looking at is it, like it's it's a, again it's a small thing and I realized at that age of whatever seventeen or whatever it was that I could shift how I spoke about the weather because it wasn't bad or good it was just rain or sun and I, and I started to work I, I began working on that process of like okay so it's raining I'm cold and I can say that it's raining and I'm cold and that's fine it doesn't mean that it's a bad day um if being cold is uncomfortable yes and that's also true but then just wear warmer clothes or do something about it but acknowledge that the weather itself is neither positive nor negative um so yeah that that was kind of the beginning of my journey with words and it actually brings me to this this the, the part of the reason i'm making this podcast today is because i i read this article earlier on a site called Positive News, which is one of my favorite um, ways to get news that is as good it has as much good on it as you can find bad news anywhere else. <laughs> and so I choose, I've actually just today I was reading some more bad news about the world. And I thought, you know, for every bad news article I read, which is most of what the news is, because the human uh, mind is more prone to be interested in bad news, it sells more. Mm, apparently, I've read before that that's like a evolutionary trait that if something, if there's a lion in the bush, you need to see that lion and you need to know about it. And if there's a fire down the way, you need to know about it. it very Directly, so our senses are more attuned to bad news, to, to drama. Um, anyway, so I was thinking every bad news article I read, I've got to go onto like the Good News Network or Positive.News and read something awesome in the world. And it's all real stuff, really good stuff. So, anyway, this article was called Why Aren't Organic Carrots Just Called Carrots? And I found it so interesting to read that because this is a conversation I've had with so many people over the years. And it's it's such a powerful example of how language can be stolen from us and how language can be used to make us think backwards about things. Now, if you think about it, a carrot is just a carrot, right? Like, and carrots have grown for tens of hundreds of thousands of years. And like with every food, it was all just there and we could pick it and eat it and it was available and then somehow in the process, only really I think in the last hundred or so years, I'd love to actually know the, the dates on that, but we only really introduced pesticides and the real toxic poisons we've started putting on our food um, around World War II, I think it was or after World War II. Um, but I'm very much stand to be corrected on that, but it is relatively recently in human in human evolution. and But somehow, suddenly we call a carrot a carrot if it's a poisoned, intox- toxin-filled, grown, mass-produced carrot and we call a natural carrot that's been grown in the way that I would say nature intended... We call that an organic carrot. And I just think that there is something very dangerous about that because we've, we've sent language backwards in that way. We've twisted it around to be that the unnatural thing gets gets the normal name, the carrot. And the natural thing has to have an added thing to make sure that you know that it's a natural carrot. <laughs> and I just think that there's something wrong with that. And uh, same like uh, in this article. There, I mean, I'm going to link the article in the description on, on my website in the blog post. So please do check it out and read it. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. But one of the other things they talk about is with feminism, like you shouldn't be called people shouldn't be called feminists. You should either be normal or sexist. Like those are the basically because feminism is really, well, according to this article, and I happen to agree with it. Again, I'm happy to hear if you disagree, we can discuss it um, and have a wonderful mass debate. Um, But feminism is really just saying equality for the sexes, that everyone is treated as equally valuable, Um, as yeah and deserving of equal abundance and life and recognition and opportunity Um, yeah and so why do we have a name for people who are like that who think that everyone should be equal (laughs) like why have a name why not just call them normal (laughs) just call them people and everyone else who doesn't feel like that call them sexist Um, which I thought was really funny and interesting anyway let's take a break for a for a song by a friend of mine before we get into the power of communication, which I think is very exciting. And I'm I'm going to be sharing actually an exercise with you, which I was taught by my aunt. I don't know where she got it from, but uh, myself and my sweetheart and myself and my mom, myself and my dad, I've found it very useful with all of these people who are very close to me and with whom I have stuff that has come up over the years, uncleared things which needed a way to safely be communicated and shared when they're very emotional and very triggering. And so this exercise is uh, hopefully going to be of as much use to you as it has been to me. But first, here is a song by my beautiful friend, Jesse Sheehan, and it's called Love Is. And I think that the lyrics are very beautifully related to some of the perceptions we have around love and relationships and perhaps links in somewhere with what we've been talking about today. But if not, then, hey, just enjoy it as a beautiful piece of art and heartfelt creation. And I'll see you guys in just a little while. Enjoy. Two, three. The lonely writer
2: sings of lost love And he blames his woman for his strife He claims to him she was unfaithful And she broke his heart, she broke his pride He talks of love as a possession One you could lose under the bed But love was flowing in the river Long before the word was said And if love is an old river Then we are leaves upon its life Though we may flow in its direction We do not steal, we do not drive We simply float into the ocean Almost surrender when they're there. There is no fear in this surrender. Only. the water in the fountain You reflect the colors of this sphere And I know you're an open-hearted woman Darling, I'm an open-hearted man In this dance we are forgotten It was never me- The lonely writer sings of lost love Or at least that is his claim In fact, he sings about possession He sings that song of ego's pain For what is yours but an illusion we are drink from the madness why
0: was my friend Jesse Sheehan and I very much recommend that you go and listen to everything else he's ever put out into the world and go and find him on Facebook and all the wonderful places. He was also in this song The Harmonies are by his sweetheart and my dear friend Naeo who is in her her own right a phenomenal singer-songwriter and human being. So I certainly recommend checking them both out. Perhaps I'll play one of her songs next in this little Podcast. Actually, that might be quite a lot of fun. Um, so, yes, the power of communication. Let's get on to that. I'm, this is such an interesting topic for me, and it's something that I'm always excited to learn more about. It's something I'm actively working on um, improving in my own life uh, with the people closest to me and just in, g- in general. Um, and one of the important things that I've learned or discovered or, yeah, I've found myself is that. I have to be willing to let go of my, my desire to be right, to win, to win a competition of who is right, because that's not how communication works, or at least it's not how it's worked for me. I mean, I'd be interested to hear if anyone has found themselves getting clarity and sort of resolution with people when they are in competition. So I thought of the way of describing it is basically uh, competition versus resolution. So either you're looking and there might be more variations on that as well. I'm sure there are, but at least in the most basic sense. Uh, If I'm communicating with someone, let's say it is uh, a good friend who has taken an action that I feel to be very upsetting and I'm, has hurt my feelings. My feelings have been hurt and I'm now in a whole mood about it, my, I'm very emotional. And so I can either approach that situation like a competition where my goal is to show the other person that they're wrong and that I'm right and they have to feel sorry about it and, and I, so I can forgive them and so I've got the high ground. Or I can look at it as an opportunity to have resolution where it's not about me being right yes, I acknowledge that I feel upset. That is my feeling. But I also acknowledge that that's actually not their problem. It's not necessarily their fault. I'm the one who feels what I feel. And it may be as a response to something, an action they've taken or something they've said, but it's also not their responsibility to to look at me and go, oh my gosh, you are so right. I've been, you know, like nothing like that. There's no, it's not a competition, nothing to win. So they're up opportunity there is to resolve to, to be heard to be able to state hey i feel this stuff this stuff happened you said this you did that and i feel this way about it and in the ideal situation that person can hear that and go wow thank you so much for telling me i well i had no idea or Yeah, I was also, I I said that because I felt really upset about something else that happened. And then you can go deeper into the, and the conversation that you open up is an opportunity for actual resolution, for to come to a place where you don't necessarily agree in the end. I mean, you might get to a point where you're like, hey, you know what, We're, we're on a different page here, but thank you for telling me that how you feel and... Let's move on. Like we've cleared it. Let's let go and carry on with our lives because we're not going to always agree with the people we love, no matter how much we love them. And that's okay. Um, So there are some really valuable tools which I have learned over the years. And I'll tell you them now. The first one is something called the Drama Triangle. And again, I'm going to link uh, either to just the Wikipedia article or another one I can find about this, the drama triangle, um, which my dad actually taught to me and he learned it in therapy some years ago. And it's basically this idea that in unhealthy relationships, there are three roles being played out, the three points of the triangle, where people are either playing the role or mixes of the roles, but in the simplest terms, either playing a victim, persecutor or rescuer. And so, for example, let uh, try to keep it as simple as possible, is that if I'm in uh, the victim role and I come up to you and I say, oh, my gosh, like, things are so bad, I can't believe that uh, my car broke down and everything's terrible, poor me, like, oh, and I'm see- what I'm seeking for at that point is for you to make things better or for you to kind of act not, like, feed that victim feeling of, like, so either you can play one of the other roles So you can either play aggressor, um, persecutor, or you can play um, rescuer. So you, if you're going to do persecutor, you could go, shut up, man. You're such an idiot. You shouldn't have been driving like that. I can't believe you. You're always like this. You're just a waste of time. And no, no, you no. So you're, now you're attacking me. I'm, I'm playing victim and you're just like reinforcing my victim state by by attacking. Or you're reinforcing my victim state by going, oh my gosh, I will fix it. I'll make it all better. What can I do? I'll buy you a new car. I'll ta- I'll get your car towed and fixed and I'll sort everything out. You don't even have to worry about it. And so what you've done there is you've re- you're rescuing me, keeping me in victim state and disempowering me at the same time. Time, So that's not a good thing. And the roles can switch very quickly because a victim very, very quickly can become um, abusive because they can become, what's the word, like frustrated by, by the feeling of being a victim and, oh, why are you, you know, you don't respect me. You think that I don't know. No, and then suddenly you switch in the whole roles. Anyway, so that's the unhealthy one, which is, uh, it's powerful to note, because if you can note that within a situation and not don't, point, again, like if you use this as a way to point someone else's flaws out, probably not going to get very far, but if you can use it as a way to empower yourself to see where you're playing into that triangle and then step out of that triangle consciously in the moment, either by walking away from the situation or by saying, hey, I don't feel like we're really communicating right now. Can we try another way? Um, if you can do that, you really empower yourself and that other, you give the other person, you invite them to empower themselves. You don't tell them they have to because you can't force anyone to do anything. Um, But it's a wonderful tool. And so then there's the other side of that triangle, uh, which is called the winner's triangle, which was actually, I just was doing some research and I discovered it was only developed or brought out or created in the 90s. Um, The other triangle was created a while before. The winner's triangle is that you have, instead of a persecutor, you're assertive Instead of a victim, you are vulnerable and instead of a rescuer, you are caring or supportive. And so again, let's use that car analogy. So I've crashed my car. I'm upset about it. Instead of being a victim, I can be vulnerable. I can express, hey, I'm feeling really upset right now. I don't actually have much money and I'm not quite sure how I'm going to get through this experience. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure what happens next. And I'm telling you this in an authentic, open-hearted way. I'm not expecting you to fix anything, but just want to let you know how I feel. And then the other person can go as, um, can either be, well, in that case, I would want to be the supportive caring person just be like, wow, I really feel that I love you. I'm here for you. Like, can I make you a cup of tea? Um, do you want us to, we can talk it out more. Um, I know you're going to get like, you've got this, I've seen you get through crazier shit than this. Like, it's the role, in that moment, I'm holding the role of a care, someone who gives care and empathy, but I'm not going to fix it for you. I'm not going to make it better. Yeah, if I know, I was like, oh, I know a number of someone who you can call and like, or whatever, even if you needed to borrow money. Like it's, the thing is, it's not about the actual actions, but it's about the attitude. It's about how I'm expressing myself in that moment. Am I trying to take your problem away from you and fix it for you? Or am I just trying to support you in doing what you need to, to find resolution? Um, so that's the winner's triangle. And again, the roles are very fluid within there. To be assertive as well, isn't it? instead of going, you idiot, you, 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 you just be like, hey, wow, that's I hear you. And I'm also not available to, to be a part of this because, you know, I have my boundaries and I have other stuff that is a priority for me right now. I love you. totally got your back, but I've also got my stuff that I'm busy with, like assertiveness. It's not aggressive. It's not an attack. So hopefully that's some good information for you. Drama triangle, winner's triangle. Very powerful tools of of relationship, and so therefore, of communication, they inspire at least in me they inspire the desire for resolution rather than competition in my relationships, where I much rather want us to be on the same, not on the same page, but clear and understanding and compassionate for the for the individuals that we are and the experiences that we 're going through. Um, yeah, so I'm going to end this whole thing on with a talk about just a brief little thing on this communication exercise, but I want to play you another song before that, uh, a song by my wonderful, magnificent friend, Nayo. Uh, I hope that you enjoy it. And I will be back straight after to to bring this lovely podcast to a close. I hope that you've enjoyed this. I've really enjoyed speaking. I hope that everything I've said has made sense. Again, please do comment and please do subscribe and share. And if you aren't yet a patron, please become a patron. That is the coolest thing you could possibly do in my world. Um, And thank you to my beautiful patrons from all over the world for your magnificent support. Um, It really is. It is what allows me to do what I do. And so, if you love it, then please support it. It means everything. Um, Yes, so enjoy the song, and I'll see you in just a few minutes' time.
3: back in London on the cold nights you know
0: song i love the content as well i don't know if you noticed but the song is called lovely and honest and it's kind of about what we've been talking about just people being clear with one another um so yeah learn to be lovely and honest with yourself and i feel like the rest will probably follow from there so which brings us to actually the final piece of this wonderful experience at least i've had a wonderful experience i hope that you have as well um, and that is just this communication exercise, which was taught to me by my aunt. Uh, it was actually taught to my dad and I at the same time and uh, we 've used it ourselves a few times and i I use it with my sweetheart. We use it together in fact, <laughs> um, yeah, and obviously this needs to, this needs people who are willing to communicate with one another. This can be lovers or friends or family, really anyone who who you care about enough to to step into the uncomfortable place of vulnerability because it's it's not really comfortable to be vulnerable but it is certainly rewarding and especially with practice at least so i found that uh, the discomfort is is less intense because I know that the reward is so worth it. Um, and so, yes, so let's get to the exercise. <laughs> um, so basically, and I'll also put this in the show notes, so please do check that out. It'll be on my, my website, com forward slash podcast. Um, that's kind of a work in progress at the moment, so do excuse if the, if the page doesn't look completely neat and perfect and everything, but it'll have the information you need anyway. Um, yeah, but I'll tell you wh- how it goes now. You basically sit down and... You, you set time aside, so you make an appointment with one another. Uh, generally, I think an hour is a good amount to start with. Um, you choose a time, and it's a time where you're going to be undisturbed and private, and so you can have space to express everything that you need to express. And you sit down facing one another. Start off by kind of just checking in with the positive aspects of, well, just your love, really, because this can only come from a place of love. Uh, the, the desire to be clear and to communicate clearly is a very is a very loving experience, even if at the time you feel very moody and angry and like oh i can 't I need to get this stuff off my chest because i 'm so pissed off about this but start with "I love you, I appreciate you, thank you for doing this with me. You both can say that to one another, so you both are there together, choosing this experience. And then you set you you need a timer with you so you can use your phone, but make sure it's on airplane mode. You do not want any distractions, no distractions. Phones off or on airplane mode, out of the room or in there if you're going to use a timer uh, on your phone at least. And then um, you set a time that you're each going to speak for. So if you choose five minutes, well, I've usually done five minutes with the people I've done this with and it works well, but you can choose 10 minutes if you like or more or less. Um, but you choose and you set your timer and the person who calls the meeting, so the person who is the one who said, Hey, I would love to get clear with you about something or some things, or I'd just like to sit down and have a good chat in this way. Um they are the person who starts and you start by you can also exchange little gifts if you like if you want to do that um we do that i've done that once or twice also haven't it doesn't really make a difference to me it's more about the energy of starting it with love of like at the base of all this hassle this feeling of whatever it is that's unclear at the base of all that it is love that is the thing that you are feeling most and that's why you're doing this thing that you're just clearing um, yes, anyway, so you, the first person who calls it starts and you start your timer, boom, five minutes and you start speaking and say whatever you want and you're meeting each other's eyes, one another's eyes as much as you can, especially the person listening, just look into your, your partner's eyes, your friend's eyes, whatever, as they're speaking and just listen. Listen and absorb. And yes, you probably are going to feel some emotions at some point. If there's some stuff they're saying you don't agree with or you don't like, or it makes you uncomfortable, or whatever. But just sit and listen. You can't say anything. The person listening must just listen and absorb. And the person speaking, um, do your best to speak in I statements. So I feel this. Um, keep everything as personal as possible. So instead of attacking, saying you did this thing that was so terrible, and you, you, know, say like you can say, well, you when you said that or behaved that way or spoke to that person in that way i felt i felt this about it or i feel this about it and so keep it in the personal to acknowledge and take responsibility for your own emotions and your own feelings and thoughts and ideas because they are your own and if you can take that responsibility it empowers you to then shift them through these kind of exercises and as soon as the five minute buzzer goes up even if you're like mid-sentence okay finish your sentence and then swap and then the other person has their five minutes to start the timer over and then the person who was speaking just listens, looks in the eyes, absorbs, listens and the person speaks and then you go back and forth and so if you choose an hour then you'd go back and forth and you'd each speak what six times, or I don't know how many, actually I have no idea how many times it be if it was an hour um, and then you can decide if you reach the end of that and you, you go well, okay there's still a lot that we need to get clear here, you can either continue if you feel you have the energy and the time or you make another appointment and you speak, you go back into it again um, and, oh, if you don't feel like you have anything to say in your five minutes, that's fine. You just sit and you meet the other person's eyes. Um, you just take that time to connect in that way. So that's it. Back and forth until the hour is done. And when you come to a close, hopefully you're fully cleared and you feel like you've you're done with what you need to say and hear and all the things. And if you're not, then again, yeah, you make an appointment. But otherwise, thank one another, hug one another, really thank, say, be thankful from the deep place because whoever these people, whoever this person is that you're having this experience with, they are brave. They're as brave as you are to be stepping into such a vulnerable and open-hearted space of communication, really empowering, wonderful space. So yeah, that's the exercise. If you have any questions about it, as I said, I will have a sort of detailed description of this a step by step in the show notes. So do check those out. Um, be sure to subscribe, follow, tell your friends, all those things. This has been so much fun. I am so excited to do another one soon. Again, I don't really know what to talk about. So if you have things that you think you'd like to hear me say, um, do let me know. I'm also going to be doing some more interviews, of people i love and people i can get my hands on who i admire and yeah so let's uh, see how that goes but thank you so much please uh check out my patreon page the link will be in my show notes as well pledge if you can share if you can't um it would just be yeah it's it's the it's the way that i keep doing this full time so please uh support with that if you can thank you so much thank you to all the the people who i endorse and my endorsements thank you to Tully mics for this insanely cool microphone um yeah just really really stoked and looking forward to, to bring you more of this wonderful stuff into the world. And I hope it brings you value. Let me know. Let me know when you have tested out this uh, exercise with anyone you know. Let me know if the drama triangle resonates with you. If you are playing any of those roles or you know people who are, please, yeah, let me know. Let me know what you think about this. Uh, was it too short, too long? Should I have spoken about other things? Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. I'm excited. So I'm Nate Mangard. You are awesome. And this has been Getting Naked with Nate. Uh, I hope that you've enjoyed this podcast on... Uh, the danger of words and the power of communication and i will see you all back here again real soon much love bye
1: try try to see my point of view echoes of another you saving up your indiscretions i Seen the wild, untamable, more than less, unshakable. Shaper, who has named me shameless, so leave me be. I'm tempted. Every rule I've bended, I shake the weight and break the hate with everything that I am made of. Try. Try to see my point of view echoes of another you saving up your end this crash i seen the wild untamable More than less unshakable Shaper who has named me shameless I'm looking for a friend To get me out of my head This chamber of reflections Is just paved with all my good intentions Try, try to see my point Echoes of another you, saving up your indiscretions And I've seen the wild untamable, more than less unshakable Shaper who has named me shameless So if you are less stressed, let us put this to the test (laughs) (laughs) who is love when loving not? Mm. Those who have not loving God La da la try try to see my point. Echoes of another you, saving up your indiscretions And I've seen the wild untamable, more than less unshakable Shaper who has named me Shane